Hello and welcome to the Community Church Podcast, where we want to equip and empower people for life together with Jesus. On this podcast, we'll be talking with lots of different people from all walks of life to help us in our discipleship to Him. We hope you enjoy this episode. And this week we have the one and only Gaz Ellis from Living Word Church in York. Uh, Gaz is a great friend of mine and uh, this is part of a conversation that we had where Gaz just started saying some really great stuff. So I hit the record button. Um, He talks about what he sees is going on with coronavirus and his own personal journey with sickness and what he sees in healing. Uh, I hope that you enjoy and uh, receive what you can differently I think now and we have a message of life and I think people are, are opening up to hear that message and I think that if any and I, and I feel that in myself I think that the, that what's going to come out of this is that is people are going to go this was this was the close call I need to change the way that I live I'm, I'm thinking about my life differently and I think the message that we carry is going to open up doors to those people's lives um, and I think that's where the, the year of plenty is coming from because it's, it's interesting that Kerry brings a word saying 2020 is the year of plenty and now everybody's got to self-isolate so we can't talk to anybody <laughs> and you think well, the, so, well if that word's the word of God which we believe it is how then does that work out in this situation and I think that God is going ahead of us already and he's, he's changing and, and softening people's hearts because they're scared of this thing they're scared of death they're scared that their life could be cut short um, and and people are going to be open, I think, to hear the message that we carry that that your life is in God's hands now. You need to put it into God's hands, that he's sovereign over all things um, and that you can be saved and, and that the, the life that God has for you is far greater than the life that you live now. Um, and I, I think that's what we're going to hear. I think people, people that were once Christians that have walked away are going to rethink their lives. And I think people that have maybe taking life for granted they're gonna are no longer taking it for granted and they're they're thinking about their lives a lot more so i feel that it is a bit of an alarm bell to people i think that people are thinking about themselves and about their lives a lot more so yeah so i think i think that's what's happening i think people's hearts are softening people um yeah i think people's hearts are softening to the gospel i think people's hearts are softening to to life and what life means Uh, and i think worldwide panic does that I think that the, I think that the challenge for us as a church is, is when the panic's over, people, people not going back to their old ways. Yeah. Um, so one thing for me that I think is going to happen through the Holy Spirit through this thing, is that many many people. I don't know about you, but we've got quite a lot of people on the on the outskirts of church. So they're, they're, they're they've responded to the gospel. They're members of the church, but over the few years they've slowed themselves down they're more on the anger they don't get involved as much um and one thing that i feel in my heart from social isolation is is that i i miss i miss fellowship more than i've ever missed it mm. um when we have holidays and stuff i'm always thinking about the church and um i do miss the fellowship but i'm enjoying my holiday whereas now i just miss i miss 
being face to face with people. I miss chatting to people. I miss sitting down with a coffee for a coffee with people. Um, and I, I believe that one of the things that God's going to do through the Holy Spirit through this coronavirus is that people are going to miss people are going to miss spending time with with the church. People are going to miss fellowshiping. And I think all those people on the outskirts, it's going to bring them. I think it's going to bring them back in. I think, I think churches are going to see prodigals return because they've realised they start to realise what they're missing. Amen. And I just kind of feel that's quite something that we're going to see. So what are you guys going to do or what are you thinking about in terms of preparing for that once this is all settled and we can reconvene and gather together and fellowship together? Um, what What is it that you kind of want to see take place within your setting do you mean what we're going to do to keep them back together or what what do you think we'll see in terms of what, uh, what, the going to what do? yeah yeah what will be different yeah what will be different i think there'll be a greater desire and hunger for god and a greater desire and hunger to be with one another mm. and i think that will be expressed in our worship time mm-hmm. and i think it will be expressed in our response to the word of God on a Sunday because one of the frustrations that I have when I speak is that people go yeah yeah that's a really good word or fantastic well done this morning guys or stuff like that and then I don't see a you know two weeks later people are coming with me coming to me going oh I feel like this or I feel like that and I was like yeah but you said what did I say two weeks ago that you said was a really good word? Yeah, it's yeah. now you've now got to live those words out, and I feel that that hunger and desires that people will meditate on the word of God more. People will remember what's said on a Sunday, and people will begin to walk that out and act it. Because I think this virus, this panic, is bringing a great desperation within people's hearts. Like um, like David when he was surrounded by his enemies, how he cried to God. Um, and I think that's what we're going to begin to see. We're going to see a real crying of the heart to God to change, a real crying of the heart to God for protection and for our enemies not to to be on our borders and, and a real living out of the, the revelation that we are we are dead and, and Christ is alive in us. And mm. that was one of my encouragements to the youth, really, is that because the youth were talking about vulnerability, about illnesses and vulnerable people. And, and I said this, I said, look, if we really believe, and I believe this hundred percent, if we really believe that we have died to ourselves, and now it's now that Christ that lives in us, then the only thing that's vulnerable is the virus. Amen. I don't think if, 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 yeah, if it's Christ that's alive, I don't remember, I don't remember reading the gospels. I've read the gospels. I never remember Jesus being ill. I don't recall anywhere in the gospel that Jesus was sick. And I think if it's Jesus that's alive in us, then sickness don't come near us. And I think that's a revelation that we're going to get a revelation of Jesus is truly alive in us and our self has, has died. And that renewing of the mind is going to change drastically. Um, How do you hold that intention with where you're at 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 the moment? Well, with my sickness. Yeah. I think with me, I'm just at a point of, if I try to explain... from the future here, just jumping in to give a bit of context, uh, just to say that Gaz, uh, his sickness that he's referring to here is something called diverticular disease. This is a problem with your intestines. He had real serious problems when it first manifested itself. 
and he had been hospitalized with it. Uh, but right now, we'll just jump back into the conversation. If I try to explain why I'm ill, I'm going to go down a path that is not good for me. Mm-hmm. Instead, I have to listen to the word of God, yeah. which is the truth. And my, my truth has to overcome my experience. I think I read something. There was a, a book by Chris Gore called Supernatural Healing that I've read. And he, he makes this real comparison between truth and fact. Mm-hmm. So in the world, fact and truth are the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the fact, so therefore it's the truth. But in the supernatural, they're not always the same thing. I am, I am sick. That is a fact. But it's not my truth. Mm. My truth is that by his wounds, I have been healed. Mm. My truth is, is that Jesus is for me. My truth is, is that God doesn't want me sick. My truth is, is that if someone lays hands on me as a sick person, I will be healed. That's my truth. And I've got to make a decision then to, to believe the truth over the realities of my sickness. And I must admit, um, since I've begun to do that, um, my illness has not has not reared its head anywhere near what it has done. Mm. And I believe that's that's on my road to sickness. Some people are healed just like that. And I think other people have to go down a road. And I think I had a word in India that um, I was very disappointed when I went to India. I don't know if I told you before. Um, I went to India with Covenant College and I was very disappointed because I'd heard so many testimonies and so many things of demons being cast out, the blind seeing, the dead rising from the dead, uh, the dead rising from the grave. Um, and I saw none of it. And I was very disappointed. I didn't tell anybody. And then on the last day, the elder of that church that we were in prophesied to me. Um, and he said, those things that you're disappointed about, um, I'm going to do through you. And I was like, well, I'll take that. So in other words, a healing ministry. Um, and I'd not told anyone, so I knew it was from God. It's not like mm. it had been passed around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people are healed instantly. For me, I think I'm learning. I'm learning the ways of God. I'm learning how, how God, he's teaching me. He's disciplining me. He's encouraging me. He's strengthening me in my sickness so that when when i'm praying for somebody i am determined of the truth i am assured of the truth and i'm in faith to see somebody healed because of what he's showing me through through my sickness i don't know where that stands with people's theology but i feel that that's what's happening with me and like i say once i've once i've chosen the truth over my fact which again seems very odd saying it i know that my truth is that i'm well it said, you know, it says in, in um, James that if you're sick, call an elder and uh, he will anoint you with oil and the, and the prayer of faith will see me well. Well, I've done that. So I've got to believe now that I'm well. It doesn't say then continue to call him, does it? Or it might not have worked. The truth is, is that I've done as the word of God has told me, which is my truth. I have called an elder. He has laid hands on me with, an, with oil. Well, I'm well. And I've got to believe that I'm well. And I know that, that I am well. And um, yeah, I think that's my truth and that's, what, that's what's helping me. And since I've 
made a, a conscious decision to go, no, I'm well, no, I'm well, no, I'm well. This is why I'm well, because it says, by your wounds, I have been healed. Because it says, if I if a, a call an elder and he knows me at all, it says, I will be well. It says in the word of God that if a, if a believer lays hands on the sick, they're going to be well. That has to be my truth. That is my confession. And nothing else is going to change that. And once I became so determined on that, my health has improved massively. Mm. I still have bad days. I'm not saying I'm totally healed, but my good days have extended. Mm. And, I, and I believe that's because I've chosen to, to believe the truth of the word over the fact of my situation. Um, and I think that's what I've learned. And I think, and that's what I encourage people in, um, mm. that the truth has to outweigh the fact that you're ill. And that's, that's again, so applicable to, to what's going on at the moment, isn't it? With the coronavirus and the outbreak that's yes. going on, because we're surrounded by all these facts of what's taking place in the world at the moment, but what is the truth that we are going to hold dear? Yeah. What is the truth? What is yeah. the, what is the spiritual reality that we're going to lay a hold of? Yeah. And it's that God and is had, Lord. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And I had to do that with, I mean, I know you spoke to me about your, your the, the, the situation with your, um, with your youngest and the, you prayed and, and that prayer was immediately challenged. And, um, it's Harry here again from the future. It's always good to give context where we can. Gaz is referring to um, our latest arrival. Uh, and when our baby came, uh, she's called Phoebe, we had prayed and prophesied over her within an hour. Big, big prayers. Um, and within a few hours of that, uh, she had stopped breathing and nearly died because of blood sugar issues. Uh, she needed to be resuscitated. And in the midst of that, uh, Bonnie, my wife, um, and I had this feeling that it was actually a spiritual attack. And so we held on while we were praying to the words that we had just spoken over her. And as of now, she is happy and healthy and all good. I uh, hope that makes sense. And now we're going to jump back into the conversation. When we were trying for a baby, it wasn't happening straight away. And, and, and James prophesied that, that our the desires of our heart would be met. Um, and immediately after the birth of the child... It was challenged. Um, the baby hasn't been put, wasn't putting on weight, and they were worried. Amy lost a lot of blood, um, and they were trying to be really nice to her. They were smiling at her, but then they'd turn around to me, and their face dropped. They were really, really worried that Amy was was really ill. She'd lost a lot of blood, um, and I thought, okay, this is happening, but it, it's not my truth. Mm. My truth is is that Jesus is for us. My truth yeah, is that the desires of my heart is that we have a that we are a family and that we're going to be a family and that family means me and Amy which and I and I I prophesied to myself that this is not going to happen I I declared in that room that Amy's going to be well I declared over my child that she would be well because she had not she's not fed for the first four hours because Amy was so ill and this is a newborn baby who's stressed out of the birth and they usually feed straight away and my child was was very quiet she was at peace. My child was at peace while Amy was going through all these things. I never had to stress that there was no point in which um, we had to rush and get a bottled milk or anything like that. My, my child was at rest because I spoke the truth over this situation that Amy was going to be well. And though it took her from giving birth to being stitched up and, 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 he, and, and better was four hours yet my child never once moaned for food. My child never once cried uncontrollably. My child never once became ill because she hadn't eaten. God kept my child healthy mm. and God kept my wife protected because 
I spoke the truth of the word. I spoke what God had spoken to me through a prophet. I spoke what God had spoken to me through the word. And uh, I think this is a time where we have to believe the truth over the fact. Yes, the fact is there is a coronavirus. Yes, the fact is it's highly contagious. And we have to be wise in that. So we still have to, you know, like not meet on a Sunday. That's not a, a lack of faith. It's just being wise in the situation that we're in. But our truth is, is that God has got all of us in his hand. God protects all of us. I think uh, Psalm 91 talks about us being surrounded by his, his pinions, his wings that were protected by him. And we've got to, we've got to believe those things over the situations that we're in. Um, and yeah, it's believing the, the truth of the word over the fact of what's happening in the world. And I think that's what we're, what we're seeing now. And that's where as Christians, we have to stand. We've got to believe the word of God over what's happening in the world. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's what we've got to do. And that's what I'm learning. What I love, guys, is that um, you've spent time thinking and praying about this and it's just become a part of you. So it's, I come along, I ask a question and there's just a little squeeze that takes place and then boom, all that stuff comes out of you. Why? Because it's, it's a part of you. You spent time thinking, reflecting on it in an age of busyness, in an age of I don't know, distraction. It's so easy for people just to get caught up in and, and just relay the facts. But the fact that you've um, just sat down and thought about it and uh, now you can go, yep, yeah, this is fact and this is truth. I love it. I yeah. love it. I'm so encouraged and so blessed. It's wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Yeah. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, you've got to live the you've got to live the truth. It's not just it's not just reading the word and believing it. You've got to live it out and walk it out. Uh, mm. And that's the hardest part. That is the hardest part. And there's been times when uh, when I've been really ill and wanted to give up. I wanted to give up. I've wanted to just cry on a heap and think I can't do this anymore. This this is I'm in too much pain. Um, the doctors don't seem to know what it is, or the doctors aren't helping me, or and you think, yeah, because I'm I'm concentrating on the sickness. I'm concentrating on what the doctors are saying. I'm not concentrating on on the truth of what Christ has done, what Christ has said, and what that means for me as a reality. Um, yeah, it's living it out. together with us this week and uh, we've got a special treat for you next week we'll have john and julia sutton smith sharing with us their life story don't miss out if you want to get in touch please feel free to do so uh, through our website communitychurch.org.uk you can find loads of contact details there whether it's through email or through our various social media uh, in the meantime be blessed and be blessed this week.